0: Hello, welcome to the final RyeCast of 2023. I'm James Stewart, and today I'm looking back at some of the 20 or so editions of the podcast. I've met some incredible people and been to some amazing places around Rye, so it's been quite difficult coming up with a theme that ties everything together for this week's edition. So I thought about it, and then thought, actually, let's keep it simple. Coming up today, a load of people featured on RyeCast, telling some interesting stories about themselves, or their work, or about Rye. First up... It's a trip up the River Rother with our harbour master James Bateman. Well, I wasn't expecting this a chance to go out on the river, and it's a beautiful morning. It's high
1: tide. James, what are we aboard? This is Rother Four. She's our pilot vessel. She was built specifically for Rye by a company called Lockin, which used to build their boats in Rye. She serves as our pilot launch and harbour patrol vessel. What's the plan today? We're off up the river to uh, have a look at a faulty navigation light. We'll try and see if we can rectify it and get it working for the night tide. It is absolutely beautiful here. What's it like working here? It's a lovely place to work. The tide being a huge part of it because obviously it's not here all day and when the tide comes in I feel like the life comes into the harbour. Yeah, it's It's a lovely spot. You know. Tell us about your job. What do you do? So my job is primarily to ensure the safety of the users of the harbour. I'm also one of the three pilots that pilot the coasters to Rye Wharf. The job is very varied. No two days are the same.
0: So what do you look after? What's the area that you control?
1: So the harbour limits are literally to 200 metres past that beacon that we've just been passed out to sea. And then it's the navigable water all the way up to Scotts Float Sluice on the Rother and then if you go down the Tillingham there's obviously the Tillingham sluice and then the Breed sluice and that defines the harbor area on a day
0: like this at control of the boat yeah
1: what does it feel like what does it feel like as i say i've been doing the job for 11 years now and i do thoroughly enjoy it but i've been at sea playing in boats my whole life so this feels like a normal day you know a good day when i can get out on the water as you can see the the views that perhaps nobody else gets to see, only the harbour uses, it's quite unique. The wildlife doesn't fly off when you approach it, you know, we'll probably see a seal in a minute. It's quite varied, it's, it's not a bad place to work. Is it made you want to buy a boat? <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic
0: day on the water with James. We did see the seals and you get a totally different view of rye from the water. That's from the cast episode called On Patrol with Rye's Harbour in Flying High with Diana Patton, we talked about seeing Rye from the sky. Diana is just brilliant company. She's a real pioneer, a trailblazing pilot, and still flying in her 80s. When you see planes up in the sky, do you wish you were up there with them?
2: Oh, sometimes I do. I, I think, oh, gosh, it's, it's a lovely day. You know, We could go here, then, everywhere. I went up in, in the 150 the other day and came over here with a friend... I said, I want to go really low and take photographs around here. And he said, no, you can't, because you've got to stay at 2,000. And I said, oh, come on, don't be so wet. I'll go lower. No, you can't. I said, well, you go lower then. And he said, no, I can't. So anyway, I got the pictures, but they were too far away. But I took it on this iPad thing, which can't work properly. And they're actually quite good. And next time I go up, I'm going to take pictures of all the coasts along here. It's so interesting to see them from the air, and you pick out little things. And
0: so you're still flying then?
2: Yes, my license it has lapsed because um, I don't think I. Oh, I think I might pass it, but I don't know. It would cost too much. So now what I do is I go up to Hickhorn. I go up with one of the pilots from there. They're very nice to me. I just say, now, look, I'm going to fly it, but I can't log it or anything.
0: Do you think they underestimate you? Because you're a lady of a certain age, they're simply <laughs> young pilots, but they don't know your experience, they don't know your background, well, your amazing school.
2: They probably do know my background because I started headquarters, so they ought to know that <laughs> I've got quite a few hours. But some of them don't know. That amuses me because I... My sense of humour. And sometimes if I fly away, like when I flew in Australia, I flew a glider. I didn't say that I was a pilot. We went through everything. I nearly sort of let it out that I was by some remark. But I thought, no, that'll stop it. When we got up, we had a a winch takeoff. take off. The flying instructor said, would you like to see what it feels like done? And I said, oh, thank you so much. And he said, It's yours, which is the expression we one uses. And I said, Oh thank you. I thought, no, shall I say what do I do or shall I just fly it? And I thought, I don't know quite what to say, but I thought, no, don't say anything. And he said, You've got it. And I said, Oh it's fine. And I took it and I flew it. I said, It's all yours, handed it back to him. He said, Oh, And I said, well, what did I do wrong? He said, nothing at all. He said, you didn't tell me you could fly. (laughs) And I said, well, there wasn't really any point. He said, oh, that was a bit mean. I said, well, it's all right. He said, well, do you want to land it then? I said, oh, yes, please. (laughs) So he let me land it.
0: That's Diana Patton. Next, it's Mags Ivertz. You'll know her from her work at the Food Bank, which we talked about, along with her work in IT and protesting at Greenham Common. But we also talked about her other passion, Harley-Davidson motorbikes. Not just any motorbike, the one she showed me is pretty unique.
3: We've come downstairs to the garage and here it is. What are we looking at? This is Harold. He's a 2001 Harley-Davidson fat boy, customised to commemorate the Battle of Hastings. All the images on the leather, the tank, the mudguards, all of it are directly from the... Bayer tapestry, except the main panels on the tank have Harold with the arrow in his eye, and on the other side is the Norman archer firing the arrow. But other than that, they're all original from the Bayer tapestry. The frieze going round the edge of all the horses galloping with the mounted soldiers on them, and the Latin inscription, which goes all round the bikes, talking about the preparation for the battle... I chose particularly because they reminded me of edges to Rigby and Pella underwear that my husband bought me because I wanted my bike not to be pink and girly but to be artistic and beautiful. It's very fine quality corsetry which is decorated with lovely trimming. The horse underneath there, in Latin inscription, the are advanced to Hastings and the horse is in an excited state. I always like having that behind me so that when I came off the ferry at Dover and I would know then that I'm on my way home and fly up the road with that behind me. It's just wonderful. Why the
0: Hastings design? Why the Bayer Tapestry?
3: It's the Hastings Harley. It's the 1066 Harley. I'm interested in history and I think the Battle of Hastings is a massive event that's not really understood and well enough and i just think it was something that really attracted me at the time appealed to me because i didn't have the full chain mail and helmet and sword and spear and i used to ride it with that yeah
0: it is absolutely stunning and when i found out you had the harley i was thinking it's a harley davidson it's a motorbike it'll be black with a saddle it's not?
3: No, I know. When I ended up customising it after one of many accidents that I've had on it, where it got smashed up, I mean, most people then would then have a custom paint job that would resemble flames with skulls and devils and aggressive and the rest of it. And this doesn't. This represents the area that I come from and live. It's a famous bike. I don't ever want to part with it.
0: I love talking to Mags in her garage, as I did talking to Miriam McGurk in her shed. She's an author whose book Second Chances was mostly written in what she calls her writing shack in Valley Park. Miriam, it's lovely to see you. We're in the garden shed.
4: Oh. <laughs> a writing shack, as I like to call it, James. Describe <laughs> it for us. I have to walk all of probably 12 steps from the kitchen or conservatory to the front door of the shack. It's made of wood. I thought it was insulated. It is not. So, my favorite time of year of working here is summer. I have lots of crystals hanging from the windows and the door. The energy of a room is very important, and I like this energy. I have a of you, which is wonderful. Back to the garden and the trees beyond the garden and the skyline. And that's important for me. In the lovely warm summer days, all the windows and doors are open and I hear birdsong. Now, when I start working in summertime, it's normally 5 a.m. So you get the dawn chorus. Mm. And I love that. I absolutely love that.
0: It is very special around here with the birdsong. Because I know when I open the bedroom windows of a morning, the birdsong is particularly loud at this time of year, it is beautiful. But I noticed the crystals, you've just mentioned them. Why crystals?
4: I have been attracted to crystals for probably 30 plus years. I feel their energy. I have crystals in every room and I find them very, very healing. I'm very much into complementary medicine and I'm very much into natural healing and how much we can do for ourselves. So, you know, there's certain crystals I use, for example, the bedroom to help me sleep. Sometimes I have amethyst, which is supposed to help concentration and inspiration, which I'll have here by my desk. And I just feel it brings in the light. There's nothing better than if you're writing and suddenly the sun catches the light in the window and you just have these rainbow colours and I just find that very uplifting.
0: There's more from Miriam in the Ryecast edition called The Writing Shack. Finally let's look back at a brilliant day in Rye, the day in the summer when we celebrated Queen Elizabeth I's visit 450 years ago. It was a fantastic day. Loads of fun. We'll hear some highlights in a moment, but first Simon Parsons from the Heritage Centre explained what the day was going to be all about. You'll hear the drummers as we approach. We shall stop at each point where we're going to do a little reenactment. We shall start in Conduit Hill, then a little reenactment at the Heritage Centre, and then another one at the Mermaid, one at the top of Traders Passage, and then at the Town Hall, and then finally at the Gun Gardens, and then back down to the monastery in uh, Conduit Hill where uh, rye players are going to do their version of Much Ado About Nothing. At each point one of the choirs will sing a song to encourage everybody to keep coming along with us and at certain points in the Mermaid and perhaps at the Town Hall there might be a few other songs as well and there'll be a shanty sung when the Queen is presented with some rye bay bloaters.
5: Together. away, all away, we'll the away, Joe. Away, oh, ho! all away, we'll hope for better weather. Away, all away.
0: Australian and Drummers are making their way up Mermaid Street towards the Mermaids as you've yeah. just heard. Paul and Vicky are from Worcester down for a holiday down here. Are you having a good time?
4: We're having a brilliant time, thank you.
0: <laughs> it's a bit windy here today, isn't it? Yeah, it
4: really is, but it's still a fantastic display that they're putting on.
0: <laughs> now you came down especially for this thing. Uh, we came into Rye this morning especially for it, absolutely. So um, we'd seen it advertised a couple of days ago and we thought this looks like fun so we'll go go and enjoy it What do you think of it? Oh really good, really good So I mean the the Queen's fantastic obviously and um, it's kind of weird to have somebody shouting God save the King when the Queen was setting (laughs) off but but excellent
4: And what do you think of Rye? Oh Rye is a wonderful place to visit we come back regularly and we
0: we just love the place Yeah. So the plan is head up to the Mermaids and uh, see what happens next?
4: Yep, follow King Henry VIII and see if he'll wink at me again
0: So we're outside the Mermaid, and this is typically Rye. The drums, as you can hear in the background, there are dogs barking. You can hear the motorbikes along the Strand Quay. And also there are a couple of guys who are angle-grinding some garages next to the community hub just off Traders Passage and Mermaid Street. Next stop is Traders Passage, where we've got a ghost story.
5: My pals! My pals! My pals are missing! To fasten them properly. Go back once we can, on your hands and knees, with your nose to the ground. do not stop until they are back in your position. Do not return until you find them.
0: Back with Paul Goring, we're on Traders Passage. You've just talked about the ghost. Do you want to just give us a bit more about that? Legend
6: says and obviously, we can't pin this down to any historical fact. The legend says that when uh, Queen Elizabeth I visited Rye, she lost one of a, a very rare string of black pearls, known as the Medici pearls. And the legend says that she blamed her handmaiden for the loss of the pearls, because it's a handmaiden's job to fasten the pearls onto the Queen's dress. So she sent the handmaiden out to the streets, telling her not to come back until she had found those pearls. And the legend tells us that in the 450 years since, many local people have spotted the handmaiden's ghost crawling on her hands and knees up and down Traders Passage trying to find the missing pearls, even though they were actually found in 1940 when a German bomb hit part of Traders Passage and the, these Elizabethan pearls were discovered in the rubble. Where are the pearls now? Uh, the pearls were discreetly returned to the royal family, some of the Medici pearls are actually embedded in the crown, which the monarch wears at state opening of Parliament every year.
0: Wow, well, you're still in fine voice. Thanks for leading us through it. I uh, hope the voice holds out for the rest of the day.
6: I hope so. I've taken plenty of lozenges and plenty of glasses of water.
0: So the drums and the Queen and the procession are making their way up Watchable Street towards the town hall. In a history defying moment, I'm talking to uh, King Henry. Yes, yeah, a bit anachronistic but nevertheless, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, Describe your uh, amazing uniform, Your Majesty. Well, this is what a king would wear, boy. Gold and jewels and beautiful cloth of silver. I I think I look rather magnificent for a Saturday afternoon in Rye, don't you? Well, you're certainly getting lots of photos taken and people enjoying the atmosphere but also wanting to be seen with you. That's right. If I had a groat for every photo that's taken of me, the country wouldn't be in the debt it's in. (laughs) What do you think of the day? Marvellous. It's nice for Elizabeth to get something to do. I I was never sure she was going to make it. I thought she would amount to nothing, but look at her. Gloriana, in all her splendour, with her dead father watching over from from a distance. Your Majesty, we followed you all round town. How's your day in Rye been?
5: It's been extremely historic and very exciting. We had some somewhat smelly bloaters... (laughs) However, we are delighted to have granted the royal charter to Rye and to have received such extraordinary and warm hospitality. And thank you for the cannons. Yes, well, I do think they were rather necessary, don't you? <laughs> so, you've had a good day? Uh, indeed, it's been a remarkable visit.
0: And away from the character of Queen Elizabeth, your actress?
5: I'm Claire Hammond.
0: Your outfit is amazing.
5: Well, that's thanks to Rye Players. <laughs> who should definitely get the Prime Award for today's events, along with the Heritage Centre.
0: It's been an amazing day. What's it feel like to be the centre of it? Because we've been following you all round town.
5: It's been absolutely extraordinary.
0: Have you played royalty before?
5: No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Another part to add to the list, and we shall enjoy doing the Shakespeare this evening.
6: With Your Majesty's permission, procession advance.
0: A royal day in Rye. A fantastic day in our town. Hundreds of visitors enjoying a full day full of character. Just brilliant. And that's it for RyeCast for this year. Thanks to everyone who's told me their story in 2023. It's been a real privilege. We'll have more when Rycast returns in 2024. If you'd like to suggest a story or a local I should feature on the podcast, do get in touch. It's rycastsussex at gmail.com. Thanks to everyone at Rynews for their help, especially Nick, the editor. Also thanks to David, who's had to listen to every episode before it goes out. Much appreciated. All the best for 2024. Happy New Year.